tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high-quality and Torytainment for you. You're listening to Tour All Night. In preparation for the upcoming European tour, we sit down with Tanya Rigotti to discuss each city on the itinerary, as well as to bask in the Tory ticket terror hangover. When it comes to Tori Amos tour, Tanya's experience, babe. So sit back, take a listen, and start collecting all of Tanya's Tory tour travel tips. Oh, you haven't? No. Okay. There's a couple of cities where it's going to be my first time. Oh, I can't wait to find out. Okay, cool. On the show today, we have Tanya Rigotti. Are you doing the whole tour, Tanya? Are you doing the whole European tour? Well, I've bought tickets to every show. <laughs> I don't know if I'll actually be able to go, but I have them. That Step one, get all the tickets. <laughs> Introduce yourself with how many shows you've seen, and we are going to break down the European tour for the people, and I can't wait. Okay, so... My first show was in 2011, Night of Hunter's Tour, and I've seen 51 to date. Amazing. Amazing. So how was your whole European 2022 ticket buying experience, like in general? How was it all? Hell. 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 It was the worst ticket there of all the tours I've done so far. How come? I think it's because actually half of America and their mothers are coming. So... (laughs) You know, that weirdness doesn't escape me either. It's like, is everybody traveling to Europe suddenly? Yeah. As I go to Europe. Yeah. A lot of people are coming over, especially for the UK and Irish shows, because mm-hmm. it's at the end. Mm-hmm. But really, a lot of people coming from overseas. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't, I, I mean, I didn't do badly, but I've done worse than I've usually done in the past years. But it's, they're still good. It is weird how many people are going over. I'm really excited about it. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a big party. Yeah, and I think that did really affect, like, the ticketing experience, obviously, because everybody is trying for everything, so. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much of it is because she hasn't announced the U.S. dates yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if she had announced them already, that it's either this year or after, just giving people the information that it's actually happening and when, if that would have... Affected anything, yeah. Yeah, more people saying, well, I've got the U.S. dates, I don't need to go to Europe. Do you think that's part of her strategy, or do you think they're just not? No. I don't think so. My thought was that they're probably waiting to see if there's a surge in the States after the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. That's actually a good point, yes. But... It would not have affected for me if no matter when the U.S. tour is, obviously I'm going to do that too. So I'm just really excited to get a chance to go back to Europe. I've never actually been outside of the U.K., so I'm excited about that. So what I think we could do with you today is go through every city in order and just start preparing. Because now that Ticket Terror is over, we've got to start prepping for Europe. We're in the hangover phase, entering the preparation phase. Exactly. (laughs) Europe prep part one. First, tell the people where you're based, and yeah, tell I'm the people where you Vienna, live. I'm in Vienna, Austria. Which is a suburb of St. Polten, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Basically, you could say that. 
Okay, so you're based in Vienna. So how are you getting to Berlin? What day are you flying in? Are you going early to enjoy the German discotheques? What are you going to do? I'll be flying, but I don't know if I'll fly up the day before or the morning of the show. Usually when I've done Berlin, I've always flown up in the morning. The morning of the show? Yes. But since it's the opening night... I'm not sure if she might do some promo somewhere, some radio show. Oh, so yeah. it might be good to be in town already. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't decided. I'll have to see how the flights work out and everything. Perfect. Berlin. I'm really excited about Berlin being opening night because the Berlin shows are always incredible. Yeah. And with it being opening night on top of that, it's going to be great. Absolutely. Historically, they've always been incredible. Like back to 94, she tells a story about her performing American Pie and Smells Like Teen Spirit in Berlin and how everybody just started singing with her on the night that... They they found out Kurt Cobain died. So historically, they've all been amazing. How is Tempo Drum as a venue? Uh, I know uh -oh. you're really excited about that one. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. But when I saw how excited you were about it, I was like, why? Like, <laughs> why are you excited about it? Why am I excited about it? Because um, it sounds cool. Honestly, I... I fell in love with the venue just because of the name Tempodrome. It just sounds so cool. It and looks cool too. It, Have you seen pictures yeah, of it? Yeah, absolutely. It looks, it looks so like a cool. Or something. Mhm. Mm you can go on their website and you can actually take like a virtual tour of the actual seats. Like you can like project yourself into your seat. Yeah, it looks real cool. I love a circular venue. I love anything having to do with Berlin. I'm just so excited. <laughs> No, it's a good venue. It's not one of my favorites, but it's good. The thing about German venues, like not the old like fancy theaters, but those more modern ones, and of the four German shows she's playing, this only applies to the Tempodrome, it's that they hang the speakers in such a way that once you stage rush, if you end up at the front, you're kind of in like a sound hole. Oh no! You're in front of the speakers, uh -huh. so you you get the sound like warped from behind you, but you also hear her monitors, and so the stage rushes are never the best. Right. Like the encores in in German cities usually, if it's a modern venue, but no, other than that, that's a great observation. And I did notice there's this sort of like chasm in front of the front row, like there's a big space between the front row and the stage. Yeah, I think it's a pretty high stage. Oh, it is. Oh no. Well, I'm excited about the tempo drum. We'll see if I'm excited about the tempo drum after I go to the tempo drum. <laughs> you will be. It's opening night. I can't wait. Yeah, you of course. It. Of course. Okay. From Berlin is, can you pronounce this word for me? Katowice? It's Katowice, right? I should have asked my Polish boyfriend to tell me how it's properly pronounced. <laughs> I have no idea. You don't know either? Okay, good. I say Katowice. Katowice. Oh, that sounds good. Katowice. No it um, kind of sounds Italian, even though it is. It does, right? <laughs> Katowice. <laughs> Um, she's going to Poland at Spodek. Have you been there before? No, and it's her first time there too. Oh, great. I looked up the venue and Spodek actually translates to saucer. <gasps> that also looks like a spaceship. It does. <laughs> the venue looks so cool. <laughs> and it has a capacity of like almost 12,000 people. In that venue? Yes. The way they set up her stage, like the sections that they put on sale, it's a little less than half because of the sidelines and stuff. And obviously the back of the stage is not on sale. Mm -hmm. So, but it's still huge for her. That's like insane. The, the Polish fans are really intense and there's a lot of them and she skipped it on the last tour. So I, I think it will do well, but she's not going to feel it. Well, who could? Who could feel it? <laughs> I can't wait to meet the Polish fans. You say there's a lot of them and they're intense? Yeah. yeah. My first... Meet and greet was in Warsaw in 2012, and it was a mob of people. 
It was huge. And where's Katowice from Warsaw? Like, what's the distance? In the south. It's like an hour outside of Krakow. Oh, okay, great. So it's, it's towards the border, let's say. And what's your plan from Berlin to Poland? I haven't really thought about any travel plans so far, but I know there's a direct train. Oh. But I think it leaves in the morning and you get to Katowice around like noon or one. Mm. So yeah. I hear all of the Europeans, the people who are familiar with um, all, everything, say that Berlin to Poland to St. Polten is just like insane. Yeah, that's going to be stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm really glad that it's like at the beginning of the tour and not at the end when you're already when you're, knackered. Yeah, when you still have energy, exactly. <laughs> yes. No, okay. it's going to be some long days on train. Now talk to us about Sankt Polten because she's never she's never played there before. She's playing at Festspielhaus and it's about 45 minutes outside of Vienna. Tell us everything we need to know about that city. There's nothing to tell, literally. There's there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I can tell you why she's playing there. Tell us. Because I know someone who knows the promoter, long Ooh. story. But basically the tour was supposed to be this year and obviously it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. If it had been this year, we would have gotten two Austrian shows, <gasps> one in Vienna and one in Graz. <sighs> but they couldn't get the venues again no. for the period when they wanted to reschedule. So they had to go to St. Polten. <laughs> mm, that's so sad. So the tour is supposed to be this year? was supposed to be January, February, actually. Of this year? January, <laughs> February 2021? Yes. We would have been done with this tour. We would have already... What? Yes. That's shocking. Oh, well, that's... I'm guessing that was the plan from, like, the very early pandemic. Yeah. When no one thought we would still be of in course. it a year and a half later. Of course. <laughs> I watched this video. There is stuff to do in Sankt Polten. It's like a 30-minute... Maybe it's like a 15-minute video, but there's two lakes. I know that there's two lakes in Sankt Polten, and that's what the girl in the video basically said there was to do. And I couldn't... I was like, this is a quiet town. It seems far from everything, but, it, you know, after the wildness of Berlin and the wildness of Katowice, I think that maybe Sankt Polten will be just like a reflective day. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could spend the day in Vienna and do some sightseeing in Vienna. Yeah, like that's probably, if she's going to do meet and greets, that's different. But I don't know. My guess is that there's not going to be that many meet and greets. So it seems yeah, better to do. So, like, or a, if anything, it's going to be like signature only and like, mm -hmm. no physical contact. Yeah, so, yeah. I can't see her skipping them altogether because I think she gets as much out of them as we that's do. That's true, yeah. But I do think that Spoon will try to talk her out of them. For sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> We'll see who wins that fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, like, if there's no meet and greets, how will she know what we want to hear? How will she know what to play? Okay, so from St. Polten, Austria, back into Germany. Now, talk to us about that. Frankfurt, Germany at Alte Oper on yes, Sunday. Yes, she hasn't played that one in a while. I've seen her in Frankfurt twice on the past two tours, but it was a different venue that's really, like, outside of town and you need to get a train to get there. So I'm really excited about this one because it's a really stunning theater. Um, like, it, it looks, like, old from the outside, but the inside is all modern with, like, wooden paneling. It looks really great. Oh, so I'm I can't excited wait. about that one. As far as, like, Frankfurt and Berlin, what's the difference? I know they're different cities, but is there, like, a different vibe? Is Berlin younger? Is Frankfurt, like, more... Tell us the German vibe. Well, I, I love Berlin. I'm not such a big Frankfurt fan. <laughs> Tell us why. <laughs> I need to know. 
Well, on the first time we went there on tour, we booked a hotel that was like next to a methadone clinic, which was oh probably God. on us, but we had to step over addicts lying um. on the sidewalk to get to it. And in the night we heard gunshots oh and there's homeless people screaming in your face around the train station. So I guess it depends on what area right. you're <laughs> So basically you're describing downtown LA to me right now, Tanya. <laughs> you're describing so we my neighborhood. Were, but the shows are always great, which is why we keep coming back even though we don't like do you know what part of town we should stay in not by the train station not by the train station was that like close to the venue no it wasn't but it was convenient because we were like taking night trains or getting there early early in the morning to drop our luggage so yeah and it's obviously where the cheap spots are Mm -hmm. and now we know why Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah from ulta Oper in frankfurt we travel to munich at the philharmonie talk to us about that so it's not her usual venue, okay. and you wouldn't know it if you only went by what's on tourists' website. Mm-hmm. The one she's usually playing at is being renovated until I don't know when, but they built a new venue which has a similar name, but is in a completely different side of town. Mm. So it's not, I've never been because it's new, but the Munich shows are always good too. So I'm really yeah. excited about Obviously, I'm super excited to be in Germany at all because I'm finally, I feel like I'm vindicating my high school German trip experience. I'm finally getting to go. And the fact that we're going to be in like Germany, not only four different cities, but like three different times, I feel like that's a big deal. Yeah, she, she likes to do that, zigzagging through yeah. Germany, and like hit one city on the way to somewhere else and then come back mm-hmm. later. I have noticed that. Is it because Germany is so big or like, why do you think she does that? Yeah, I think so. Because it's just big and in the middle and in the way of everything. <laughs> Damn it, Deutschland. <laughs> then we go to Zurich, Switzerland at Volkshaus, which I'm sure you've been to. No, I haven't. You haven't? You haven't? <laughs> I've seen her in Switzerland twice, but it was always for those weird one-off shows. I uh-huh. saw the festival show in 2013, and I saw the televised Balois thing uh-huh. in 2015, but I've never been on a proper tour, so I'm excited. I've also never been to Zurich. so You've never been to Zurich? No. Um, I've I have... changed trains there, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, that counts. Do you know anything about this venue, Volkshaus? I think it's pretty small. Small? Okay. It looked small when we booked it. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like kind of like a city hall type of like multi-purpose venue, mm-hmm. I feel. And stop me whenever we're going through these cities. Stop me when we get to the worst ticket buying experience you had. Like, feel free to tell us like that one was terrible. <laughs> um, then we go to Italy for the only show on the tour. Milan, <laughs> Teatro Degli Arcomboldi. How's it feel to be in Italy? For one time. Well, I've never seen her in Milan either. I saw her in Padova in 2014. That mm-hmm. was my only Italian show. Oh, really? Yeah. And she did three on that tour. She did Milan, Padova, and Rome. Mm. And have you been to Milan or just not at all? Yes, briefly, always for concerts. So I haven't seen much of the city. <laughs> I'm excited about Milan. I've, Italy was never on my radar. Like, I was a place to go to. I'm so excited. To, and France as well. Like, those two, Italy and France, were just never places I thought I'd ever make it to. And I can't wait. Then we go to Lyon, France at Le Radion. I haven't been there either, and uh, neither has Tori. Oh, good. Okay. It's first for all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it looks really weird. Like, when I Googled the venue, it's not actually in Lyon. When you Google it, it gives, like, I guess it's a suburb oh. of the city. And it kind of looks like a shack. Then I looked at different pictures, and it kind of reminded me of the firefighter building in my hometown. Mm. It looks really mm. odd. 
but I think it's small. It was the cheapest tickets of the whole tour. Yes, it really was. It really, <laughs> really was. And I don't understand. So I think it's going to be a great show because she always pulls out like the zingers in the weirdest places. Yeah. Tanya is not lying. If you look at this venue, it is very strange. It's a very bizarre <laughs> front of the venue. Um, yeah. Why were the tickets so cheap? For reference, I bought two tickets and it was 108 USD. Like it was so cheap. Yeah, honestly, you could buy three Lyon tickets and you would get one Copenhagen ticket. Exactly. Oh the, my God. The differences between countries are insane. Yeah. It was true. I mean, those Copenhagen tickets are next level for real. But yeah, I don't know why it was so inexpensive. It seems like, is it a, th it's like a theater. It looks like, I'm looking at pictures too, and it looks like raked. It looks fine on the inside, yeah. but the outside is weird. Yeah, the outside's very strange. You should look it up, people. Look it up. But then we go to Paris, and it includes a night off. We go to Paris, and then we have a day off after it. So we could stay an extra day in Paris. At Olympia, she's performing. Do you know anything about that? No, I've seen her in Paris, but it was the Grand Rex on oh, the last okay. tour. But there's a day off before Paris and one off the day after. I know. So my thought was that Tori just wants to spend some time in Paris. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> are it you makes gonna... no sense. You are... don't need a full day off to travel between Lyon and Paris. Right. You could do them back to back. You know, she's the type who would love Paris, I think. So, <laughs> you know, I'm going to do all the basic stuff, obviously. Like, I'm going to, I have to see the Eiffel Tower. Come on. You've got to. You're in Paris. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> um, and then we go back to Germany for the last time to Hamburg at Leiseschale. It's actually Leis. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. I had to look that up too because it's a, a name. It's like someone's name and it's weird, but it says so on the um, venue website. It oh, says great. it looks it looks complicated, but it's just Leis. Halle. Okay, great. So we're at we go to Hamburg at Leishalle on March 2nd, and that's the last time we're in Germany. Do you know what do you know about Leishalle? I've been there in 2014. It's an old theater. That's about all I can say. It's not very wide. Like, it's, it's pretty narrow, so it's great seats wherever you're sitting, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah, it's a good venue. Like, standard, fancy, old theater. Yeah, it looks like it's got a lot of history. If you look at yeah. the pictures online, it looks almost kind of like a cathedral in sort of way. But it looks beautiful. Yeah, it stands on its own in, like, a square, as far mm -hmm. as I remember it. It's, mm -hmm. it, it was a nice venue. Okay, then we go to Amsterdam for two nights at Kare on March 3rd and March 4th. Talk to us I'm about. so excited about those. Yeah, why? Whenever she plays two back to back, well, the Dutch shows are always great. Mm -hmm. And when she plays two shows in the same city, they're always really different. And I think those are going to be some of the best of the tour. Wow. I'm calling it now. <laughs> this is enough. Thursday and a Friday. What are your plans? Do you know what your plans are? Are you going to stay an extra day on Saturday? Because Saturday is a day off. I'd probably rather spend it in Amsterdam than in Copenhagen because just because I've always she usually always plays Copenhagen on a weekend mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a reason behind that or if it's really just a coincidence but I feel like the past two tours it was on a weekend as well so I've always seen a lot of Copenhagen mm. even if I just thought that that's only that show I would fly up early or stay an extra day so I've, I've seen plenty of Copenhagen <laughs> and I'd rather spend more time in Amsterdam Great. And then what's what's the vibe of Amsterdam? I mean, obviously, you know, what I hear is that it's a big party and that it's a lot of fun and I'm really excited about going to Amsterdam. But is that true? Is that is that the vibe? I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. And you can get drugs anywhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by this point in the tour, we may just need a little speed, but... <laughs> Um, cool. And then we go to Copenhagen. You say you've spent a lot of time in Copenhagen. What's the vibe of Copenhagen and how's the Royal Theatre? 
I haven't been to the Royal Theatre because it's not the venue that she's played for the last two tours. It's more central than mm. the other one, which was always kind of like hard, not hard to get to, but there's nothing around it to do. It's like next to a university campus, I think. And since it usually was always on a weekend, it was dead. Mm. <laughs> there was no one around. And unless there was a meet and greet to wait for, there was just no point in hanging around the venue. So mm. we usually just went on sightseeing trips around the city. Mm. And this looks like another classic theater. Like, it's got a lot of history. It's very ornate inside. Yeah, it better be by the, with those prices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> that came, like, to 140 euros almost with the conversion. Yeah, it was 338 USD. I think those are our most expensive pair, for sure. Yeah. We go to Norway, Oslo, Norway, at Concert House. Have you been there? Tell us everything about Oslo. I've been to Oslo. I saw the festival show she did in 2015, but I haven't been to that theater. Do you think the change in her like booking theaters that she's never played before is just simply because of how late they're changing everything and how like what's happening? Everybody's booking shows. Maybe, but I don't know. Is it a different venue than what she played on the tour last time? Because I've never seen the Oslo show on the tour. I've only ever done that one festival show. I'm not sure if she's returning or if it's a new one. I should have, you know, I should have done my due diligence, but I didn't. <laughs> but I've noticed that, like, she's playing a lot of new venues. Um, and, 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 like, for example, St. Poulton, like, a lot of new places that seems just because, like, they're doing it so late. Yeah, I think part of it is, like, not getting the venues that they usually do. Mm -hmm. But in some cases, I think that works out better. Like, in Frankfurt, I'm really excited about the Alte Opa. So you went one time to Oslo. Mm -hmm. It's going to be freezing, right? Oh God, yeah, it's going to be freezing. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even thought about that. Like I usually travel with like a carry-on, uh -huh. but usually her tours are in like May or yeah. September when it's still mild, but this is going to be winter. Oh my God, how I are we going to manage? <laughs> I know. I try to pack light too, but I'm like, we're going to need our long johns. You're going to need sweaters. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. But I, I much prefer a winter tour than a summer tour because I, I hate to sweat on the road. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Okay, then we go to Belgium. Brussels, Belgium at Cirque Royale. That's a good venue. Is it? It's the same one she did in 2014. Mm -hmm. And I really like that show. I can't say much more about it, but <laughs> it was great. How is uh, Brussels as a place? I wasn't a fan. Oh, you're not a fan? Tell us why. We want the tea, Tanya. Well, I, I can't tell you now what it was. We looked it up. It wasn't some sort of like holiday or anything, but everything was closed. Really? We could not find food. And when I don't get food, I get cranky. Yeah. So that's all I remember of Brussels. You get I was hungry and there was no food. <laughs> it, it's, the venue itself is very similar to the tempo drum, sort of. It's like circular. I'm looking at like, it seems like very similar to the tempo drum. Yeah, the layout, yes. But neither from the outside or like the, the vibe. I didn't get that vibe at all. Mm. But it's a good venue. Brussels. I don't know much about Brussels, but I'm excited. I have a, a Belgian friend from a long time ago, so... Yeah, I hope to, like, rewrite new memories of okay, the place. Good. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we'll make sure. We'll call ahead. We'll find, I'll pack we'll find food. Snacks. Yeah, yeah. Just have, like, a fruit roll-up in your bag. Okay, and then we go to London. Then, okay, so that's the end of the European tour as far as non-UK dates. And then we go into the UK for... England, London, England at Palladium. She's never, well, she has, it's been a while since she's played this. 
Yeah, ninety four. Yeah, she's doing two nights there, March eleventh and twelfth, with a night off on the front and a night off on the back. I can't wait. It's going to be so exciting. But there's going to be. Those are going to be really exciting too. And, I'm excited about those. I've never seen her in London. I've only ever gone to London for like the Light Princess stuff, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I've never regretted skipping the London shows on past <laughs> tours because usually it's a very casual audience. Because in London, people go to a concert just for something to do in the evening. Mm-hmm. So the vibe is different from Mm -hmm. what everyone tells me. And there's always a lot of press, especially because it's usually the first UK date she does. Mm -hmm. So it's always a rather safe set. Like she doesn't pull out any deep cuts or surprises at the London shows. She always has a day off before. So her voice is always rested and amazing. She Mm -hmm. always sounds crystal clear in Mm -hmm. London. (laughs) But it's usually always a pretty safe set. Nothing too exciting. And I'm guessing that probably night one is going to be that one. And then for night two, she's going to pull out everything. Well, the only other time I've been to London was in 2005. And you're right. She did have a night off before. (laughs) She sounded amazing. Night one was very safe. Night two, she brought the choir, the gospel choir. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The one and only time she did witness. I know. Exactly. I don't think the choir will come back, but I'm hoping that we can get <laughs> like uh, some exciting something for the second London show. But as a city, I love London. And having a night off in the front and a night off in the back is so exciting. Yeah, but you're going to need like the travel time to Glasgow. It's, it's, it's pretty far. It's weird that she's doing Glasgow before she's doing Manchester. Because it would make more sense if she did London, Manchester, Glasgow. Is it really far? Well, it's, it's on, almost on the other side of the country. No, not quiet. It's not super north, but it's it's a, it's a way. For some reason, I thought it was going to be like a, just a little train ride. Well, I did the overnight coach to Glasgow in 2014, so it was all night on the coach. Mm, <laughs> so okay. I don't know how much a train would take. It's yeah. Faster, but... <laughs> It, it was a pretty long travel night for oh, me. Oh, great. Okay. So you're saying we shouldn't throw a party. I was thinking of trying to throw a party on March 13th on that Sunday, like a, dra- a Tori Amos drag party at a drag bar in London. Um, that's what I, my goal was because I was like, okay, we'll just fly to Glasgow in the morning. It won't be that long. But Well, if you fly, I guess you could do it. At, but hmm. what yeah. about on the Saturday after the show? So we can oh. sleep it off. <laughs> oh, that's actually a better idea because I have a friend. She's based in London and she throws the most amazing parties. And so I'm thinking like pairing up with her and trying to throw a Tori Amos drag party. And you're right. After the amazing. after the show would be better because then you could promote it and people could go straight there. You're so smart. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then you can have all day to travel to Glasgow if you need. Okay, good. I've been to Glasgow once and she's playing at the Academy on March 14th. It's a Monday. Have you been to this venue? Yes. It's my least favorite venue she ever plays, but I keep going back because the shows are so good yeah How, why, what makes it your least favorite <laughs> well the stage is really high like i'm five foot three and if i stand in front of it you can see like the top of my hair so the front row is really far back and they have the toilets on either side of the stage really <laughs> so for the, yes <laughs> for the whole show when people get up to go and use no. the room, oh my god you, so see, you see the like the light because the door opens and there's a light on inside and oh you have the speaking <laughs> door so the whole show out of the corner of your eye you'll see people going to use the restroom awful and, <laughs> and there's a bar at the back of the stalls like inside the stalls so you get a bit of like noise from the bar that's but, terrible yeah, the shows are always good it's a good trade-off Never skip Glasgow. <laughs> mm-hmm. The show, I saw her once uh, in Glasgow in 2005, and it was a great time. 
Um, and I went to Edinburgh. I've been to Edinburgh twice with like some theater projects. So I just love the I love the Scottish people and I love the Scottish guys. Like they're yeah, so... the vibe is great. Yeah. I always love the Scottish shows. Yeah. And then so then we go to my least favorite venue. But what do I know? The Apollo <laughs> in Manchester, where she performed in 2005, which you can hear on that bootleg original bootleg doing the don't look back in anger Morrissey bit. To me, that venue is it is huge. I remember it as having like a like a 16 mile space between the front row and the stage. I remember it just being very big. Talk to us about the it Apollo. Is, it is big, I think. It's pretty big. As a, she played there in 2014. Mm-hmm. I wish she had gone back to the 2017 venue, which was also a really like old school, fancy theater mm-hmm. right next to all the gay bars. Mm. So that was perfect. Damn it, Tori. Like she, she, she booked that for us. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, the 2014 show in Manchester was so great. That's all I really remember. So the venue didn't really make an impression mm-hmm. on me either way as being either amazing or horrible. Mm-hmm. I just remember the show. I re- Manchester are always fantastic shows. Yes, they actually really, really are. I remember the 2005, the show that she recorded for Original Bootlegs, even though the venue was huge, like, and I was in the balcony. This was back in the day, and I was like super far in the balcony. The sound was amazing. The show was amazing. I had a really, like, even though I was in the balcony, I could still see pretty well. But it, I just re- recall, like, looking down and seeing just, like, miles of space. After that, she travels to Ireland into Cork at the Opera House on March 17th. Talk to us about Ireland. I'm really surprised Cork is still on the itinerary considering she sold her house Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited. I liked Cork the last time. It's a really, like, kind of quaint little town. And it's St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) I know. That's wild. St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. It's going to be wild. I feel like they do this on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) On the last tour, the Munich show was on Oktoberfest. Uh-huh. Oh, really? <laughs> That's Mark's <laughs> so influence, I feel. Like I feel. Someone, someone just likes beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, though. Someone I'm so in tired. her crew wants to go where there's beer. <laughs> right, right. That's smart. That's actually very smart. Speaking of her selling her house, you know that house, the Kinsale house, is listed on Airbnb. And yeah. I myself tried to yeah, book me it. Too. You, you I tried was to book in it? one of the groups that tried. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. Okay, great. Because I know myself didn't get it. They canceled the booking. And then I asked two of my friends to do it. And they tried it. And they both got confirmations. And then it was canceled. And then yeah, I guess I you. Groups, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my British friend Priya, after she got hers canceled, she wrote them a very British note, which has said, perhaps you should consider taking this down from Airbnb as people spend a great deal of time finding a property that suits them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but like he's... My, friend, my British friends also, she called them after they denied. Really? Like, took back their confirmation and she called them and put on her poshest accent <laughs> to ask about it because she thought, huh? Maybe they're just noticing how there's all of these kind of Tory mm-hmm. tourists that mm-hmm. are trying to book the place mm-hmm. on St. Patrick's Day. So maybe they're a little cautious. Just she called them, didn't mention Tory, put on her poshest accent. But no, it seems like they're trying to sell it again. Well, that makes sense. But still very disappointing that it's on Airbnb as available. Gosh. And I was even thinking maybe they're holding it for Tori. Like maybe she's going to stay there. I think she has dibs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she would. But. And then finally, the last show of the tour 
or what I think will be the second to last show. Me too. I think they'll add another one. Yeah, because it sold really well. Um, Dublin, Ireland at Olympia on March 18th, Friday. Talk to us about that. I've seen her in Dublin, but at a different venue. I know this one is really small. Mm-hmm. And the last time she played at this one, they added a second show about a week after the first one went on sale. Okay, great. So stay tuned for more Ticket Terror. Yeah, Ticket Terror may not be over. And of course, <laughs> it was the worst venue for me to get tickets to. It was just like yeah, so stressful. Yeah, that was the worst experience, actually, yeah. of all of them. What made it so bad for you? <laughs> I had row E center, and I lost them. Oh. The the Ticketmaster Ireland site is kind of different than all the other Ticketmaster sites where I spent all my time the past week. Mm-hmm. So they kind of auto like defaulted on Ireland yes. for your billing address in yes. a really sneaky way yes. that you d- wouldn't notice. Like it was on the page where you select if you want an e-ticket or like postage. Exactly. And it was auto selected and you saw, okay, e-ticket, great. And you click on continue and then you can't change your country. And I thought, okay, whatever, I'll, I'll just try, put the address somewhere else and just leave it on Ireland. Mm-hmm. And then it wouldn't accept my credit cards. Mm-hmm. Then I tried for PayPal because I figured it has my address, as billing address saved in PayPal. So maybe that will work. And it didn't. And by the time I figured out how, that I should go back and just change it, my time ran out. Because they only give you like five minutes. Yeah. All, yeah. You, what you just spoke is my exact experience. Yes. Um, except for I had row D, three of us, me, Peter, and John, mm-hmm. we had row D, center, I was so, and I was the one in charge of the three of us of Dublin, I don't know why they did yes, that to me. Yes, me too, and I feel so bad. Me too, it was terrible, <laughs> and it's exactly that, but here's another thing, twist to it, is that I only noticed because I, what, what you said, exactly that happened to me, so I went to my phone, and when I went to my phone, it was really clear that you could switch cities at the beginning. Yes. Because I had it open on in like on like my computer mm-hmm. on my laptop and then on my phone mm-hmm. and of course I got the best seats yeah. on like the the private tab where I wasn't logged in right. so I would like you know kick the other seats out yeah. if I was logged into the account. Of course it happened in that tab so that took even longer mm-hmm. because of that because I had to log in. And, oh, no, it was a nightmare. It was but we a managed. nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare. My friend managed to get a pair in row I. Oh, so did so we. I kept we're in row I, too. We're 16 and 17. We're 26, well, 27. Are. That's great. Oh, okay. okay well, so I kept trying for a single, and I couldn't believe my luck because I kept pulling up, like, row N, N, O, and then I started going into the circle, mm-hmm. but I kept trying, and eventually I pulled up a single in row J, exactly <gasps> behind my friends. Oh, my God. Brilliant. That's great. So, and then I knew how to check out. <laughs> yeah, finally, by then. No, it, seriously, I when I finally figured out what was going on, the, I bought three tickets. The first three that came up were row M, what I thought was the stalls or what I assumed was the stalls. So I bought three tickets oh, and found out they were the circle. Yeah, it was... It was, uh, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, just, I'm happy to be there. Like, I, I'm just happy to have a ticket to the last show. Like, that's what was so stressful. Yeah, just as long as you're in the room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But if I can get better, why not try for better? Yeah, of course. Um, good swaps on the day. Yeah, of course. And then what? And then so I'm assuming that she's going to add one on the Saturday because it's weird to end so. a tour on a Friday. <laughs> but yeah, we'll do it all again. How exciting. What's this one city you're most excited about? And the one city you're least excited about? Well, I'm most excited about, let's say, Berlin, because it's opening night Mm -hmm. and it's Berlin. I'm least excited. That's hard. Probably St. Poulton is my guess. (laughs) No, it's basically my hometown show. I'm excited for that one. Hey, someone's got to be excited about (laughs) it. 
I'm super excited about everything. Probably if I have to pick one that I'm least excited about, it's Manchester. No! I mean, the show's going to be amazing, but I'm talking about the city. Oh, the city. Okay, well, if you're talking city. <laughs> I thought about which show. Oh, then I guess St. Pauline, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Our place. Most excited. Maybe Paris. Because we oh. get a day off, so mm-hmm. we actually get to see something of mm-hmm. Paris this time. And I'm assuming you've seen the Eiffel Tower. So what's your first thing yeah, you're yeah, going to do in Paris? Yeah, I've been on holiday there, but usually when... I've only seen her on tour there once and it's, you know, you, you travel there and then you go to the next city the next yeah. day. What are you looking forward to seeing in Paris as a well-traveled person? Strolling, just strolling. I like strolling about the old city, just looking at everything. Strolling. That Nothing sounds, in particular. That sounds just getting beautiful. the feel, the vibe of everything. All I remember, and this is so silly, but all I remember is on Beverly Hills 90210, which I don't know if you know that show, but... <laughs> Brenda spent a summer in Paris where she fell in love with whoever with some guy and then was like suddenly over Dylan McKay. So <laughs> I want to be like Shannon Doherty in Paris with a beret <laughs> and just like strolling, finding my summer romance. We'll find you a beret. Thank you. I thought you were going to say we'll find you a romance. I'm so excited. <laughs> Okay, so now as someone who's very well-traveled, we'll call this segment Tanya's Tips. Give us like your three top tips for tour traveling. Tanya's Top Tory Travel Tips. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> what are your tips? What do we need to know? Because I'm not familiar with Europe. What do I need to know to cross the pond? What do I need to know? Most of the travel is going to be done by train. Okay. Trains in Europe are amazing. Okay. They're on time. They get you anywhere. They're clean. You can take overnight trains, which I like to do because it saves you on accommodation. Mm-hmm. Oh, smart. Because <laughs> you can sleep on it. Yes. When you take an overnight train, do you take like, do you have a bed cart or like do you sit upright? It depends. I've done both. Mm. Depends on where I'm going and how early or late in the tour it is. Oh, yeah. Fair. <laughs> and how badly I need sleep. And should we do coach or first class? I always do coach. Coach? coach. Okay, great. Good. Me too. I, I want to make sure that it's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. Okay, good. I've never done first class. Maybe it's amazing <laughs> for money. I wouldn't know. No, I, you got to save your money. No, you have to save your money for the next shows. That's one, train travel and do it at night so that you can save on accommodation. Brilliant. What's your second tour travel tip? You didn't warn me. I should have. I should have. I should have. Okay, we'll get. We'll have you. We'll have you on. Obviously, in the next eight months, several times, and so every time you got to sneak a new tip on us. Okay. Okay. The first one: travel by train. What are the cities that it's ridiculous to fly? I mean, to train. Like you can't. Like obviously, you can't. Am I wrong to assume that we're flying from Brussels to London? Right. Obviously. No, you could take the train. You can. Oh, okay. You can. Yeah, there's the Eurostar train. That there's that bit in the middle of the tour that is really weird. Like the part from. Hamburg, Amsterdam, okay, fine. But then she's going to Copenhagen yeah. and then Oslo and then she's going back to Brussels. That makes no geographic sense. Yeah. But her tours never do. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, Elka on the Facebook group posted this map of like what she's doing and it's yeah. she Tori looks drunk. Just back and forth. What am I doing? Her spoon looks drunk. I know. <laughs> exactly. More accurately. Spoon looks Someone wasted. Likes beer. <laughs> 
Cool. So I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being on the show and just giving us your expertise. I feel like you're my most well-traveled European friend. And so... Well, I haven't been to half of these cities or venues, so I don't feel like such an expert. Really? Even though we've just been through everyone and that probably revealed itself, I still felt like you knew everything. (laughs) I still look at you as the expert. So I can't wait. I'm going to go to Berlin several days early. I think I'm leaving on Sunday the 13th because I want to I want to do my time I want to like get acclimated I want to also like I just want to see everything I just want to be there I would go now if I could honestly but <laughs> write a one in sharpie on your hands I know <laughs> oh my god I will that would be hilarious <laughs> I don't know if I said this on the show but Tanya posted this uh little boomerang on her Instagram of her of her Tory ticket spreadsheet she created with her friends a spreadsheet to, to like just keep track of their tickets. That's exactly what Peter and John and I did. And your spreadsheet looks so similar to ours. It's so funny. Um, that's how you manage it, though. That's how you've got it. Yeah, you got it. Our spreadsheet is next level. We're using Google Drive, and we have all our e-tickets in a folder, and we link to them in the oh, spreadsheet. That's amazing. Yeah, so that we don't have to carry. We don't have to lose. Like, we're not worried. They're always just going to be there. And then That's we a can, good idea. Yeah. I'm not that cyber. No, I just made a spreadsheet so we can keep track on where our seats are, who's going, who has the tickets, exactly. how much do they pay, and how much do we owe each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and John, Peter, and I have like a, a meeting on Thursday, like a business lady meeting, <laughs> where we're going to figure out who owes what to who. So, yeah. Tory tour. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easier, I guess, if you're all like in the US and only have dollars to deal with. Mm-hmm. But one of the friends in our group is British. So mm. <laughs> there's the pounds conversion thing mm. going on and all the different currencies. So yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> is obviously the British pound in London, but everywhere else is euro, right? Yes. But if she paid for them, oh, she yeah. gets the conversion yeah. fee and pays in pounds from yeah. her card. So then she has to convert it again to tell us how much she actually paid in euros so mm. we can pay her back. It's, it's, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's part of it. It's fun. Who's your squad? Rami and Holly. Oh, great. How exciting. So Holly is looking at doing the whole thing too. Rami is doing most of it. He'll probably add some shows. He always adds some shows. It's just the whole thing. Come on, Rami. (laughs) Well, this is very exciting. Thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to talk again. And next time you have another tour, Tanya tour travel tip for us. Because I want to go city by city on the show and like really explore like what there is to do in all of these places as we get to it. So Tanya, where can people find you online? You can find me as Watercolor Stain on Instagram. Color with a E-O-U spells the British way. The proper way. Yes, as it is in the booklet. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> um, watercolor Stain on Instagram. Find Tanya there and we'll have her back on the show to give us more of her knowledge. Thanks so much, Tanya. Thank you for having me. It was fun. It I was thought fun. it was going to be about tickets there. I know. I guess I had <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, we've been so scarred, but I feel like, I mean, now that that's in the past, it just was... Yeah, we don't need to talk about it ever yeah. again. <laughs> it was like a hill to climb to get here. But I guess as an epilogue, tell us your most horrific ticket experience. Or was it just the fact that like it was constant every day? It was constant. Well, we got the dates, you know, the dates leaked the day before, so we kind of knew what was coming. But if they hadn't, we would have had like an hour notice. I know. There was one. Brussels went on sale an hour after they announced them. That's wild. It is. So, Brussels, I mean, we knew it was going to happen. So, I was at work. And that was the most stressful one, actually, Brussels. I got really great seats for that one. But then again, I had problems with the payment. Oh. And it wouldn't 
no. sent like the code for the two-factor authentication thing to my phone oh my and God. it wouldn't go through and so I went back eventually to pay it with credit card with like five seconds to spare and got them <laughs> thank <laughs> so, god but that was stressful yeah so and it was on a friday like the first friday not yesterday a week a week ago it was supposed to be brussels mm -hmm. and copenhagen at like two hours later at 1 p.m mm -hmm. and then the austrian show at three mm -hmm. but as i was struggling with brussels and like freaking out in the group chat it's not taking my paypal <laughs> rami said not to add any further stress but amsterdam is on sale now <laughs> Great. So, so then we jumped to Amsterdam, tried to get seats for that. Then I went on lunch break because I figured, okay, now I'm good until one. And while I'm eating, I get the message. It's like, Oslo is on sale right now. Um, Oslo and Amsterdam went on That's sale right. while I was asleep. And thank God for Peter and John being aware because I woke up to just like 100 text messages like, oh, my God. And they were they got the tickets. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. But there's always like they always kind of have like a surprise sale that they spring on us. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So that was a stressful Friday, I guess. Mm -hmm. I took the Monday off because that <gasps> Monday was insane. And there were like seven, seven shows yeah. going on sale at the same time. You're and like... then the Milan show an hour later. Mm -hmm. And it took us so long to get sorted for those seven shows that in the meantime, Milan was going on sale yeah. and we were getting tickets for the earlier shows after already having our Milan tickets. Yeah. I think we struggled for like two hours. That's exactly, you're exactly right. Yeah. And getting sorted like after like just figuring out what you had and who had what and like, did you have everything? Because yeah, so many we went on sale. Did we buy one yeah. twice? Because yeah. at that point we didn't really split it up. Like we had a priority list. I took um, Poland because my boyfriend speaks Polish, so uh -huh. he could help me with the website that didn't have the English translation. Uh -oh. So I took that one, and our priority was actually Berlin because we said it's opening night. We want good seats for opening night, mm -hmm. and that's the last one we bought because we just could not pull up mm -hmm. anything decent. Mm -hmm. And of course, that was the one that I I was like, I'll take Berlin. Tempo drone, my dream. Yeah, and then I, I screwed that one up too. Um, well, we have, we have spares for that one. Cause I, eventually, I just went for row 13 mm -hmm. on the center aisle because I figured, okay, even if we can't find anything better, these are good. At yeah. least we can stage rush. Yeah. Stage rushes are even going to be a thing. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, but but then we figured like, we got the second row, I think. My friends did. Oh, amazing. So, That's so good. Um. There was what was the city that was already on sale before she even announced it as a special That's guest? A yeah, you had to just have yeah. faith that that was Torremos. Or you had to have an insider. Oh yeah, you. or that. <laughs> or you had to have faith in someone that had an insider. <laughs> More accurately, good. Well, I mean, what would make it better? You know, I think a fan pre-sale might make it better, like a, a fan site or like a fan club, maybe. That could make it better. You know, everyone always says that they wish she had like a system similar to Pearl Jam, mm -hmm. the 10 club, mm -hmm. where like you, you pay a fee and then you get early dibs on the tickets. Yeah. But, and in theory, that sounds great. But then I think about how it's always just same, like 150 people battling out for the second row. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's going to be those same 150 people in the face anyway, battling yeah. out for the second row. So I don't know if that much would change. That's actually. a good point. Actually, it would still be what, us anyway. If is if she announced all the dates at once, mm -hmm. which she has done this time mm -hmm. and the tour before. In 2014, they came in bits and pieces, which was really hard to manage and 
plan in yeah. advance. But at least, yeah, give us the dates all at the same time. Give us more than an hour of notice <laughs> before they go on sale. You think? And, and stagger the sales. Yeah, I was <laughs> thinking one a day. Like, let's, I mean, we don't, for well, a like tour. One an hour. Yeah, it's eight months away, lady. <laughs> You know, it's not like, oh my God, surprise tour next month. We have to sell them all now. So it's eight months away. Give us, yeah, every hour even would be nice. What adds to the ticket terror in Europe, and I don't think you have this problem or this additional problem in the States, is that there's not, I mean, yes, we have Ticketmaster, we have Eventim, but the venues sometimes sell tickets too. Mm -hmm. There's countries where there's small, like the promoter sells tickets or there's smaller ticketing companies. So I think it was Poland that had like the allocation split across four sites and didn't know where to go to get the best seats. That does not happen here. (laughs) I've never heard of that happening. I guess it's good that there's not a monopoly. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess you're right. (laughs) Yeah. It it, it adds some stress. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't mind. Like the Austrian show, half of it is uh, sold through the venue and the other half through the promoter and they have have it split down the middle. So one has the left side and one the right. And I can deal with a split when it's two ways, mm-hmm. but when it's more than that, no. Yeah, that's, that's intense. And, oh, and all those pre-sales. Mm-hmm. And I was losing track. Like, are we, is this a pre-sale or an on-sale? Like I couldn't keep track of like if... Yes, and is this a pre-sale? Like can access or yeah. is it like some weird O2 thing? Yeah. Oh. Like do you have to have a Samsung phone for it? Like, yes, or yeah. like a PayPal account. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> and those seem to have had different allocations as well. Mm-hmm. Like they went on sale at the same time, but whether you went through PayPal or whether you went through the Samsung thing, you got different seats. Exactly. Well, this has been intense. And I, you know, obviously there's going to be a U.S. tour either before or after. So hopefully it won't be as what bad. What's feeling? right now what's that on because what's her feeling on it because in her post she it sounds like it's definitely gonna be this year Mm -hmm. the way it's worded yeah i agree i think it's gonna be like i feel it's gonna be in the winter like a november december thing i think you're right she's probably waiting to hear we're all kind of just in this holding pattern for Mm -hmm. the delta variant but you know we'll see what happens i also think she's probably still trying to find venues because a lot of american acts or there's a lot of u.s tours happening in the winter so it's probably very i think difficult. she has those i think she's had those for the past year oh you think that like she booked yeah. them i yeah. think she moved the dates from like 2020 to 2021 mm-hmm. so i think she's had them for a while i think they're just holding off to see if they can go ahead with it yeah which yeah. i hope they do if it's this year i'm hoping to do some shows in the u.s oh great if they push it to after europe i definitely cannot get that much time yeah. off in the same period yeah this year i hope that yeah great i'll work something out oh that'll be so fun so yeah hopefully it'll be november december and hopefully the european tour will be the last of the two now do you think band or solo band Band. me too we're manifesting it let's do it (laughs) it's gotta be and i'm really excited if the u.s is gonna be this year it's going to be like my first proper end of tour show that i'm at oh i mean the ireland show yeah i've done the end of the leg but never the end of the tour. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be amazing. It'll be a huge party in Dublin. I've been to Dublin before, and I've, I've been to Dublin, actually, probably one of the mo- 
cities I've been to the most in my life that's outside the U.S. And when I saw her in 2005, she played this like little bar. It was so cute Where when Davian Rice came and joined her on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Dublin. I love it. I love I'm so excited about the whole thing. I'm getting worked up just thinking about it. Shaggy and I last night were just it's his first time abroad at all. So he's super excited. We were just kind of like going on and on. I hope everything works out. Well, again, I'm glad that we did this epilogue, this Ticket Terror epilogue. Thank you so much for being on the show, and we'll talk again soon, Tanya. Great. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Tour All Year is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned in this episode, please visit us online at songsoftoryamus.com.